cyclist, skier, international fugitive and all-round curious guy, here's the latest edition of The Remarkable Business Show with your host, John Moss. Welcome to The Remarkable Business Show. I've got a jam-packed second show for you with a remarkable guest, Dusty Davidson. Dusty is one of the co-founders of Flywheel. They do hosting for WordPress and are also this show's sponsor. Thank you so much for the feedback on the first episode. It's now been downloaded nearly 500 times in countries all over the world. I've also got eight recorded interviews and another four planned in the coming weeks. So it looks like I'll be releasing a show every three weeks or so rather than monthly as I've got so much great content to share. I'm also toying with a weekly short episode looking at things that I've come across during the week and a slightly more informal chat with a few people who I know you'll like. I'm really enjoying learning about recording and developing the show. There is a new world out there, believe me. Having started to buy a few bits and bobs, guided as ever by Howard at Engine 7, there has been a flood of new equipment arriving at the studio. Okay, my little office. From pop filters to mic boom arms and XLR cables, it's been a fascinating process reading about what I need and also watching the reviews on YouTube, all geared towards giving you the best possible listening experience. So I really hope this sounds okay. This episode should also have chapters so you can jump to the content you like the most and there is also a full transcript available. The new home for the show is remarkable.fm so you can always find the new episodes there as well as subscribing in iTunes and it's also available on TuneIn Radio plus the excellent podcast apps Overcast, Pocket Casts and Stitcher. Overcast is an app developed by a guy called Marco Armand who I would recommend following on Twitter, Marco Armand. So that's M-A-R-C-O-A-R-M-E-N-T. He's a web and iPhone software developer, writer and podcaster from Westchester County in New York. From its inception in late 2006 through September 2010, he was the lead developer of Tumblr. And he also went on to actually found and make Instapaper, which is a very well-known project, which he ran for five years until its sale in April 2013. Instapaper is a bookmarking service now owned by Pinterest. So he probably got paid a pretty penny for it. Well deserved though, it allows web content to be saved so it can be read later on a different device, such as an e-reader, smartphone or tablet. I've been using Instapaper now for, gosh, six, seven, eight years. I used to pay for the premium service, now it's actually free, now it's been bought by Pinterest, but it really is worth checking out. If you're looking at something online, whether you're in the browser, you're uh, at the office or you are on the train or on the bus and you're looking at it on your smartphone and you think, hey, I'd really like to read this article, but I haven't really got time now or I can't concentrate on it now. You just click share to Instapaper and then it's saved to your Instapaper account. When you go to your Instapaper account, you can see all of the articles which you've been saving over the past days, weeks, months or even years. At this point in time, you can click and read them and they're presented beautifully, just the actual text. So it's stripped out any adverts or any other stuff that you might see in the browser. It makes reading really, really enjoyable and you can change the font, you can change the size, you can even change the background. And then you can archive it, you can highlight text and save it, but it's certainly a great way to consume content. So for example, when I was away in Italy the other week, I'd saved a load of articles to read and I could go into Instapaper and happily go through those. You can find Instapaper in any of the online app stores and also at instapaper.com. But give it a go. It really is one of those little bits of software that I use day in, day out and have done for many years. And I'd really miss it if it went away. 
I've got some fantastic sponsors lined up for the episodes of the show, and this episode is sponsored by the great folks at Flywheel. Now, Flywheel does rock-solid hosting for WordPress. It's tuned specifically for WordPress. It gives blazingly fast speeds. You get crazy fast load times with zero configuration. They do nightly backups for you, free SSL certificates, and it's just a joy to use. The support's been fantastic as well, and I'm a very happy customer, so I'm not just saying this because they are a sponsor. Now, here's a top deal for you, okay? Listen up, this is good. If you sign up for any of their annual hosting plans, I've got a way for you to get three months for free gratis. How good is that? Okay, so you need to know this. All you need to do, go to johnm.me slash two, that's the numeral two, flywheel. So that's john, J-O-N-M dot me slash two, flywheel. And you use the code JM2017 when you sign up. Boom, you will get three months free on an annual plan. So thank you so much for the flywheel guys and girls for sorting this out. Although I'm no developer, I've been using WordPress for over 10 years now, and WordPress is a really important part of what I do. WordPress, for those of you who haven't heard of it before, is one of the world's most popular content management systems, or CMSs, and supposedly powers about 25% of the internet. Pretty impressive. Now, Dusty Davison is a technology entrepreneur residing in the lovely Omaha, Nebraska. Dusty's best known for his work with Silicon Prairie News and Big Omaha. Big Omaha is an annual conference in Nebraska that brings together the nation's most passionate members of the entrepreneurial community, including founders, investors, and emerging leaders. So they build community, start conversation, and of course, have an incredibly inspiring time. Dusty's now the co-founder and CEO of a WordPress hosting company called Flywheel, and they are fantastic. Dusty and I actually recorded this interview back in February, and yeah, I know, it's June, so just ignore that bit. We had a great chat about what they do, their culture, and what he likes to do outside of work as well. He's got loads of great points, and he's a fascinating guy to listen to, so I really hope you enjoy the interview. The Remarkable Business Show. Right. Um, Dusty, hello. You are a long way away from Hull, aren't you today? I am. I, uh, I'm here in sunny Omaha, Nebraska, smack dab in the middle of the United States. Oh my gosh, that's a good few thousand miles. So everyone, a big welcome to Dusty Davison from Flywheel, who is one of the guys who set up Flywheel, who's going to tell us a little bit about what they do. But Flywheel is a company I've sort of got to know over the last few months, and I use myself. I'm a very happy customer, and they are WordPress-specific hosting company um, and they're, they're killing it at the moment, doing some great stuff. And Dusty's here having a chat with me today. And so officially, Dusty, welcome to the podcast. And um, yeah, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do. And, um, and, you know, how did you get, you know, how did Flywheel happen? Perfect. Thanks for having me, John. Uh, yeah, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of, of Flywheel. We are a managed WordPress hosting company. We say a platform for designers and agencies who create websites on the WordPress platform. And we take care of of all the hosting related things, right? All the technical mumbo jumbo that goes into security or speed or updates that, that go into that so that those designers can focus on what they do best, right? Focus on design and their clients and not have to worry about 
managing servers or these sorts of things. Um, we also build a lot of workflow tools for them. That we, like really, how do we improve the lives um, through software? And so we often fancy ourselves a software company that happens to host websites rather than just being a hosting company. Um, Flywheel came to be, you know, we, we uh, my partners and I, there's two partners, we worked together for many years building websites and software for people. And um, in a lot of ways, you know, Flywheel is the, is the product that we wish existed back when we were doing that in 2008, 2009, 2010. And uh, we kind of went our separate ways and then obviously got the band back together to, to start Flywheel and build this, right? And it was, it was partially based on how do we solve the problem that we, what we faced. And it was also built on this idea that most hosting companies are kind of very technical. They don't have great brands, you know, they're not human in any way. Uh, and we, we, we look at the world and say, we're, you know, we're design minded folks. We, we care about great interactions and experiences. And we want to work with companies that, that have a personality that, that are sort of humanized in a way. And, and nobody was really doing that in hosting. And we looked at it and said, if we can build this product and pair it with this exceptional brand, then I think that the types of people like us would, would want to buy that product. And fast forward now about four years, four and a half years, and uh, here we are. And it's, uh, you know, so far so good. I, I would absolutely echo what you've said there in terms of the brand and the, and the kind of the personality that you have. And that was immediately apparent from, you know, the website, the interaction that I had initially um, with Nathan, who, who was fantastic. And, and also just how everything comes across and the ease of use. So I, I would say that's a massive thumbs up. And, you know, I've used other hosting companies before over the sort of last 10 years or so. And I think you're right. Some of them can be quite generic, almost anonymous in personality. So kind yeah. of not not much soul, not not much kind of vavavoom kind of thing. So um, and I think you've got that, and that comes across so well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it really is. Like we always said, we wanted to build a hosting company you could fall in love with, and you know, when nobody loves their hosting company uh, historically, and uh, I think that you could. You know, it doesn't take a lot. It takes, you know, a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of, you know, not taking ourselves too seriously. Uh, and then at the core of it, it's certainly an exceptional product. But, you know, I think most hosting companies look at the world and they say, like, if your sites are online and they're they're fast, then that's the product. That's what we offer. And we always say, like, that's the minimum for us. Like, you, like yeah. everything else that we aim to provide should sit on this kind of bedrock of stability and speed and support and that with the experience of using flight like that should just be assumed for many hosts frankly but you know where we where we aim to excel is how do we provide value on top of that um, and then also wow customers on top of that whether it's with little software interactions or whether it's the, the way that our support team interacts with them or whether it's the, the stupid videos that we put out on the marketing side it's you know how do we just resonate with people and you know at the end of the day uh, we want to work with people sort of like us in that sense, the people who appreciate those types of interactions. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's we set out to build and uh, we're, we're, we're chugging along. I, I think chugging along is probably uh, underplaying it a bit. You know, Pete, from what I, what I hear and certainly, you know, speak to people, you've got a great reputation. And, um, yeah, um, full disclosure, I'm a very happy customer. And um, appreciate that. Yeah. Some, you know, great, great interactions with people, including yourself. And um, I think as well, it's, it's that kind of classic marketing flow 
I look at it as getting people to know you, like you, trust you, use you, and then recommend you. And, um, and you know, that can be for any brand or service. And I think you do that very, very well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's all. That's by design. One of the things that we care about pretty deeply at Flywheel is, is doing things with great intention, right? And and being mindful about, you know, why we do certain types of marketing or why we do certain types of product development, whatever it might be. And so, you know, we try pretty hard to, to educate people, to, to sort of get them um, you know, familiar with what we do. And hopefully, you know, and even all the way down to the sales process, we don't, you don't really look at it. It's a consultative sale, right? It's, it's, it's how can we help you? We, we happen to think that we have a product that, that will help you. And, and, and we hope that it does. And it's not the, it's not the hard sale in that way. It's just that we recognize that people have problems. And by the time that they, they get there, right, they're very familiar with Flywheel in a lot of cases. And so um, we can just have a conversation with them about their business, about the projects they work on and the clients that they work with and and how Flywheel can help them make more money or reduce stress or otherwise be able to focus on their customers. I agree, Dusty. And I, I sometimes look at services and I think Flywheel fits perfectly with this. Getting rid of friction and frowns and uh, introducing smiles and satisfaction. And Absolutely. There you go. You can use that in the next newsletter. I love it. <laughs> but um, So you mentioned, so whereabouts are you? So just tell people, you know, you're, you're in a pretty special location, slap bang in the middle of the States in, in Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska is uh, the, the Great Plains, right? Like it's the, it's the flat part of the middle of the States. Um, and Omaha is a city of about a million people. And, you know, we're a technology company in a place that's otherwise known for farming. And so, um, but like lots of places in the world, there's a nascent tech and startup community here that we're a pretty pivotal part of in a, in a cool way and the, the community that's grown here. And so, um, yeah, I was born and raised uh, not that far from here. And so, you know, we love being around here, have family around here. And you know, we get asked a lot, like, why, why Omaha? And it's like, well, why because not? that's, was, why not? that's why I love being, that's where I love being. It's where my friends are. It's where our families are. It's, um, it's a great place to raise kids and the whole thing. And as it turns out, it's also a great place to build a technology company. Um, even though that's again, maybe not what people on the outside maybe would think comes out of this part of the part of the country. That's fantastic. Really, really good. And what's your office like? How many people have you got now at Flywheel? Flywheel's got 80 uh, people as of this week. We added seven. Oh, no. As of, as of last week, seven new people started last week. So we're at wow. 80, about 10 of which are around the world, a handful in, in Europe. We have one girl in uh, in the UK there. And the other 70 are here in the office in Omaha. You know, our office is a cool like tech startup office. This room's not so cool, this conference room. You can see our we're, we're doing some paint experimentation on the wall. Ah, um, color scheme. Color scheme. Yeah. And so uh, uh, the rest of the office, you know, it's brick and it's kind of cool. And we've got dogs and the whole thing. And so, you know, we, which again, in Omaha, Nebraska is actually kind of a standout. You wouldn't actually, you know, we're unique in Omaha. And, you know, in San Francisco, this is maybe not quite as unique, but yeah, yeah. Um, but here it is. And I think that's one of the things that draws draws people to Flywheel is that um, we've, we've got a pretty uh, unique and and beautiful and functional office space we, we love showing it off and love having having people over it's great to hear that dusty because I'm, I'm a massive believer in the fact that you know where do people spend most of their life it's um either in bed or at work so make the workplace yeah. fantastic and welcoming and inspirational and, and buy a good mattress it's kind of not not good it's not, <laughs> it's not rocket science isn't it and um 
you know, people spend so much time at work. And, and this is where I think historically Google, you know, probably of the people who started or, you know, the, the understanding of the workplace and um, they started laying on food and massages and God knows what else, because they realized that actually getting people to spend more time there, they're going to be more productive and happier. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, listen, a big part of starting Flywheel was because my partners and I wanted to build the kind of company that we wanted to actually work at. Right. Like, and so, you know, these are things that we enjoy. And I think that the theory has always followed that I think the best people generally have their choice of, of where they, of where they work and, 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 and who they work with. And, you know, we, we use an exceptional office as in, in some parts as a recruiting tool, right? Like, Hey, you know, if everything else being equal, don't you want to want to work in a, a really beautiful space? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, absolutely. Certainly to your point, right. It's like where you spend the majority of your time and, you know, Google has a phrase around, they hire what they call smart, creative people. And, um, or smart creatives. And I think that, you know, Flywheel has a similar philosophy and, and these types of creative people in every sort of walk, right? Some of them are designers, but some of them are engineers and some of them are, um, you know, happiness engineers, our support yeah. team. You know, these are creative folks. Most of the, actually, a lot of the people on our support team are musicians or, you know, otherwise artists or otherwise sort of involved in the creative arts. And these are people that draw inspiration from, from being in an environment that is inspiring, actually. And, and so that's a big part of it as well, right? Right? I think this is an entire category of folks, these smart creatives, who uh, who who not only value that, but it contributes to their ability to perform their job exceptionally. And I think um, you know that the happiness portion portion is just one component, but like I think it actually creates significant value for the company in the sense that. Um, you know, people are, are again, driven to do great work. Yeah. You can't, you can't just have engineers. You need, you need that diverse um, skill set and, and personality within a company. And when you get that, like you guys obviously have, you know, that's where you get, you, you know, you get good, good results and, uh, and successful companies. So what do you think is your greatest asset, Dusty, as a, as a company? As a company? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think that, Let's say two things. One is that as a company, I'd say that we um, have deep customer empathy that sort of is permeated through everybody at Flywheel. Um, and a lot of that is because a good portion of the people at Flywheel have done the work of our customers, right? They are web designers or have come from that background. And and one of the things that that, that does is certainly on the support side, we want great empathy, but you know, it's, if somebody's having a problem, we want to be able to solve it, uh, except, you know, exceptionally and with, with, with a great sense of understanding of, of the, the needs of the customer. But, but in product development, it's that, right? How do we build the right customer products for the customer? And how does the copy, uh, you know, play into that? And, um, how do we market and how do we sell? Right. I mentioned it, like we use a very consultative sale in the sense that we just really like talking to people about, about the things that they're working on. And I think this deep sense of empathy for the customer and in a lot of cases, the customer's customer, right? If they're a designer, an agency, they have their own customers. Right. And so yeah. um, I think that's, that's, that's probably the, the biggest asset that we have. And, and the second part of that, the corollary to that is that, that all starts with just having the right people in the first place on the team. And, and um, I think if we're great at something, and if I personally am great at something, it's recognizing, you know, either great potential or great people and, and, and understanding that the way by which we build a big, impactful and exceptional company is starts with and, and ends with 
um, getting the right people on the bus. And so um, that's the way we look at it. But I think if, if we were going to have one asset, it's that it's those people and that, that empathy that they have for, for the customers in that way. Uh, that's great to hear. And I, I think that, you know, the people thing is so important and that comes across, I think, very strongly with Flywheel and, and that culture. I think you, you have a, a sort of, yeah, it's, it's play hard, work hard, isn't it? And, and that, that's, that seems to come across really well. Everybody seems to be having fun, but getting stuff done as well. Yeah, I say fun with velocity, right? Like, so you can't just, uh, you know, it, it's certainly fun. And part of it's fun just because the people that we work with are all just great people. Um, part of it's fun because we do stupid things like, you know, whatever, like <laughs> we have dogs and things, right? But the um, but you can't just, that's, that's not enough. And you need this drive and this push and this velocity and and those things can go go hand in hand pretty significantly i think so um we are at the end of nearly at the end of february already in 2017 which is kind of shocking it seems to be flying past but how's it shaping up for flywheel and you guys and and any plans that you can share what's happening this year it's weird because the it's nearly the end of february we say we, we talked about it this week it's the midpoint of the quarter for us so we're sort of talking about how's the quarter going you know the first two months are on track to, to be our biggest months ever by significant margin and that's really exciting um in fact sort of always the goal right like you want every month should be the biggest month ever now realistically things are going really well and i think a lot of it is that you know 2016 was a building year for us and kind of a foundational year we hired a ton of people and in the latter part of the year we bought a company and and a software product and we rebranded it and it's called local it's our local wordpress development application so that's that's starting to pick up right as we roll into the beginning part of this year and you know that's for me the 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 story of 2017 is kind of building on that foundation and and as as kind of a, a springboard in a way right we, we kind of just got our legs underneath us right up until the last part of the year and then i think both on a product side and on the people side and um, op- operationally, I think 2017 is a, a year where we can really use that to vault forward. And, you know, the first two months of the year, uh, you know, knock on wood, I guess, but are showing that in a very real way. And that's that's super exciting, obviously, for me and my partners. But, you know, the team rallies behind that pretty significantly as well. That's great to hear. And I'm, I'm, I'm certain uh, and confident that that will continue throughout the year and, and into 2018. So, you finish for the day, Dusty. What do you, outside of work, um, you know, what do you love doing? What's, um, you know, we can't work all the time and balance yeah. is important. And uh, so what do you do? Yeah. Well, I, I have a three-year-old daughter and a wife. And so they're, they're a lot of fun. We spend, uh, my daughter's at a, at a really fun age. So we, we spend a lot of time at the park and playing. Um, I enjoy food and wine. And so we, we enjoy, I would say everything from like really bad food, like, macaroni and cheese all the way through the finest dinners around the world. And so, um, we enjoy food and wine and my wife and I travel, uh, quite a lot actually for, for, for that. And we tend to pick our destinations based on the places in the world that have the best food. So, um, I saw the site and some of the, some of the uh, sort of the write-ups and the restaurants and, uh, spent about two months in Paris every, every summer. And so, um, I work remote from there. And, and so we picked Paris specifically because the food scene there is, 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 is pretty fantastic. And, and of course the wine is great. So, um, that's probably it, you know, outside of uh, it's sort of family and food, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a great combination. Really nice combination. Um, so 
you know, Flywheel is a service, it's a software as it's such. And we, you know, in a digital world, we are using software and apps and gadgets. And But it might not be, you know, we don't we, we don't live in the digital world all the time. But there is any, any, any sort of things that caught your eye, whether that's, you know, in the digital world or outside that you're thinking, wow, they're, they're doing a great job. That could be an app, software, a brand, a bit of hardware, a gadget. In conjunction with this, there is a... A style of cooking called sous vide, which is sort of you cook things in a water bath. So you put like a steak in a vacuum sealed bag and you cook it in in water. And it's it's the way to perfectly cook a steak or anything, chicken, fish, veggies, whatever. And and I won't go into the detail on it, but there's a fantastic device that sort of facilitates this uh, from a company called Anova, and they make. Uh, this device that, you, that helps keep the water circulating and warm. And it's one of this, it sort of is at the intersection of things in, in the world, right? Because it's, you know, sous vide is kind of a historically, a, you know, a high-end restaurant thing. Like at high-end restaurants is how they cook meats and things, but they've got all the professional gear. And here's, here you can buy for, I don't know, $100, $200, I don't know, um, kind of this consumer version of it. And there's another one on the market called Jewel, which is super cool. And it's actually got Bluetooth enabled. So you kind of like set on your phone, you know, what you, what doneness do you want your steak? And, and it just sort of cooks it. And it's, it's kind of cool. And there's lots of devices in this category, right? These kind of consumerization of professional types of devices and gadgets that then maybe they're Bluetooth enabled or something. And, you know, kind of, again, this is, High-tech cookery, I think, is something that's kind of fun for me anyway. I think, um, did you say, that Ju- is it Juno is an oven or something that I've seen recently? Is it Juno? I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. And it's got a yeah. camera inside and you can check how your food's doing on your phone or your tablet. I think um, Kevin Rose, um, in one of his latest videos, reviewed it and sort of showed the whole thing. But it was uh, astonishing and it's learning from big data from other people cooking as well so it's um you just slap anything in it knows what it is via the camera and you know sort of recognition of it and off it goes yeah if you'd ever told me before like you know 10 years ago that my oven was going to have a camera and just like know how to cook you'd you'd think it was crazy but it's not that far-fetched i suppose and you think about the way that your phone works and other things and so um i do like again like if, if i was thinking about gadgets in the world it probably is around cooking but that's again in line with in line with what i enjoy on the side anyway so Oh, fantastic. So last question, Dusty. AI in the home, artificial intelligence in the home. So Amazon, Alexa and Google Home, thumbs up or thumbs down? And have you got one? Uh, thumbs up for me. Like, So we just, my wife and I just bought a, a new home and moved in last week, actually. And so we're going through, yeah, thanks. It's the American dream, as I always say. You know, so we're going through all these like light switches and things and we're figuring out where all the new lights are and all this stuff. And, and I get really excited. We have an Alexa and, you know, I just use it for listening to music now, but I, I really like the idea that now I can wire my, you know, my light switches to the thing and, you know, all these, like this kind of connected home thing is if I was, you know, the, the, the value of like an Alexa for me is in this kind of like walking in and a, telling it to turn on your lights and, yep. you know, these sorts of things. And I think that's only going to get better. And it's just, it's, it's just pretty dang cool. I'd agree. I, I have um, uh, an Amazon Dot and uh, we've got it rigged up for the heating and the lights and cal- yeah. calendar and all sorts of stuff. And it, and it works. I mean, it is very good. I think it'll be interesting to see how Google respond in terms of what they do with Google Home because everybody seems to be focused on Amazon. And there's a lot of people writing around how Alexa and what Amazon are doing is 
kind of like the OS of the home. You know, and there's a lot of people making, um, you know, Alexa compatible devices. CES was just a wash of Alexa compatible devices. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Uh, it's a thumbs up from me. That's awesome. I think like, like there's always been this desire. I don't mean it's a hundred years ago, whenever it was not a hundred, but like Bill Gates built this brand new, beautiful home on sort of a lake in Washington and, and, and it was a smart home and it was just happened to be, you know, 20 years ahead of its time. And, you know, I think I remember reading that and being like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, you just, you can walk in the room and, you know, the heat or the lights turn on and it knows who you are and it's all these things. And, and again, here you come into a time where you're just average person can just buy this exact device and you screw in a light bulb and, yeah. and now you've got a smart home. And I think, you know, so it's, it's, it's been kind of like the holy grail for technologists for a long time. And here we are in a world where it, it not only exists, but it, it works like really well. Yeah, I agree. And I think in our lifetimes, it's going to be autonomous vehicles and, and autonomous flying vehicles. You never know with all the stuff that's coming. So we've we've got an exciting exciting few decades yeah. ahead of us, I think. And, <laughs> Absolutely. As as has Flywheel, and I really want to say thank you so much for your time today, and you know keep up the great work, and uh, look forward to chatting again soon. My pleasure. It's great to chat with you, John. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dusty. This edition is brought to you by Flywheel. Beautiful WordPress hosting and management built for designers and agencies. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dusty. What a great guy. And I'm really looking forward to catching up with him again. And so if you'd like to check out Flywheel, you should go and have a look and you can use the special URL johnm.me slash to Flywheel. And don't forget that sign up code for the annual hosting where you get three months free and you just need to use the code JM2017. While in Lake Garda, I took some time to reflect on a few things, including the benefits of travel, something I haven't done enough of over the past few years. And I recorded this at night sitting outside our room. The Remarkable Business Show. Well, it's around 10 o'clock at night. I'm sitting outside where we're staying, the Vivere Suites, which is in Arco, about five kilometres from Lake Garda. And it's um, not too chilly probably about 12, maybe 13, maybe a little bit more in terms of temperature, but very still. And um, it's a beautiful evening, quite misty. We've just eaten at the uh, Viveri, Viveri? Vivre Suites, um, sort of sister restaurant in Arco. Um, and we've eaten there three nights on the trot and it's been stunning food, absolutely fantastic. Eddie and the staff have been wonderful. Today we've gone to a number of places, Torboli, did a little bit of shopping and had some lunch. I just feel very, very at home in Italy. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I worked and lived in Italy a long time ago, over 20 years ago, after university, and spent two seasons in the amazing ski resort of uh, Salice Duxio, also known as Saucy Do, also known as Saucy Saucy Do, because it actually appeared in um, that well-known, reputable um, international paper, The Sun, um, when there were some boozy antics. And so it got a little bit of a bad reputation a long time ago, but in fact, it's a, it's a wonderful resort. Yeah, it was pretty lively when I was working there and living there, but certainly nothing like what the papers actually sort of portrayed it as. But yeah, I think my love of Italy comes from 
spending those months there so I spent probably 11 months there in total and my love of coffee I enjoy speaking the language it's a little bit rusty it must be said but um, you know once I've spent a couple of days back in Italy I certainly sort of pick things up again and uh, I think I'm going to probably do a course of Italian language um, this summer just to brush up a little bit because uh, my Italian's more sort of conversational and very much skewed towards topics in ski resorts so I'm quite looking forward to that but yeah living abroad spending time abroad is something I think everybody should do because it broadens the mind it really really is important it was wonderful to be back in Italy again I love that place I could quite happily live there as long as I could find somewhere with a decent connection To be fair, the internet wasn't bad there, but it was wonderful to actually spend some time speaking a little bit of Italian, admittedly pretty rusty, but it was great to enjoy the coffee, the wonderful sort of experience of the people, the food. I just love their culture. It's a great place to be. I also thought a lot about the ability to work while you're actually traveling, and so I recorded this with a few thoughts. I've actually been doing a little bit of work here in Italy today um, on the trusty MacBook. It's um, the first gen of the very thin MacBooks released a few years ago and it's a cracking machine for travel and work. So I've been living that kind of digital nomad lifestyle today and spent a couple of hours this morning storming through some email and a little bit of reading and a little bit of client work and also caught up with Mike Clark who is a great friend and also a very established and experienced traveller. Um, for those of you who've met Mike, you know he's a fantastic guy and um, extremely knowledgeable around software and you know developments and processes. And he spent this winter actually in Antarctica. And uh, I'm definitely going to ask Mike to come on the podcast and talk about his experiences there. But I caught up with him this morning on FaceTime, and he's been working um, over in Split, Croatia, for a few weeks and uh, it looked absolutely wonderful. But I think that ability to work from anywhere, you know, you've just got a laptop and you need a Wi-Fi connection, I think that's an incredible aspect of the internet. When I was traveling back in the early 90s, so when I was in the ski resort, when I was living in Asia and living in Sydney, I remember, you know, using phone cards to call my folks and call friends. Of course, the internet wasn't around then and sending postcards and sending letters. And there's even something called poster restante. And some of you may have heard of this before, but it, it means people can send you parcels or letters to post restant, which is um, places which are essentially post offices around the world. And then you can walk in and, and you know give some ID and pick it up. So the, the concept of traveling, being able to work on the laptop, using Skype, FaceTime, um, all of, you know, the project management tools like, like Basecamp or, you know, Todoist or what have you, is, is just incredible, really. You know, considering when I was travelling, you know, I didn't have a mobile phone even. So now people are travelling around the world, they are, you know, earning money, enjoying that digital nomad lifestyle and visiting countries and meeting people 
and you know enjoying life and I think that ability to work anywhere is just fantastic The Remarkable Business Show Every show is going to feature a quote and if you've read the bulletin and if not why not I go through some of my favourite quotes there the Bulletin is a regular newsletter I write which you can sign up for at the appleofmyeye.com slash newsletter and that's the apple of my eye with the letter I, not E-Y-E. You'll also get sent my free ebook, which I took quite a long time to write and I've had some great feedback on. It's called Essential Tools, Tips and Advice to Make You More Efficient and Productive. So this episode's quote is from a wonderful guy called Jim Rowan. Jim Rowan was an American entrepreneur, author and a motivational speaker. Widely recognised as a personal development legend, Jim possessed a unique ability to bring extraordinary insights to ordinary things, ordinary principles and events. This is a fantastic quote from him. Work hard at your job and you can make a living. Work hard on yourself and you can make a fortune. I believe in this 100%. You can never be effective and successful without looking after your health, both mentally and physically. Okay, that brings us to the end of the second episode of the Remarkable Business Show. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your valuable time. So can I ask a small favour, please? If you've enjoyed this, let a friend know about it. Message them, tell them in person or tweet about it. I'd be really grateful. Just point them towards remarkable.fm. And you can follow me on Twitter at John Moss. That's J-O-N-M-O-S-S. Or send me an email, john at johnmoss.co.uk if you've got any feedback, comments, or perhaps a specific person you have in mind who would make a great guest. So until the next show, enjoy life and make every day count. Thank you so much for listening. Don't miss the Bulletin newsletter. Head on over to www.theappleofmyeye.com slash newsletter and sign up. You get a terrific free ebook too. The Remarkable Business Show. 